This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome in, friends. I cannot believe this, but we have reached episode 30 of Press Pass, and it's exciting because I think when we first started this, we didn't even think about reaching 10. So uh, I'm Kayla Anderson alongside my co-host, Gabriella Giovanni. So this is pretty exciting for us, I think. It is, the big 3-0. Yeah, older than I, or younger than I am, I should say, older than you are. <laughs> <laughs> No one needs to know that, right? No, not at all. Uh, We're excited, though. We have a great guest who's going to come in and break down one of our three-pointers today. I just wanted to get into how your weekend was, because I know we kind of always like to chat a little bit about what we did over the weekend and our days off. So what was uh, the highlight for you? Busy weekend, very busy. When I'm back home in Philly, I forget. I come, as you know, I come from a very, very big family, and I just forget the. There's always something to do every weekend, especially this time of year with graduations and parties and things like that. There's always things going on, which is really fun and exciting. I just haven't lived at home in a very long time, so I yeah. forget kind of the hustle and bustle. And now I know why my mom was always so stressed when we were young, because, you know, we had our activities as well fitting into all of the craziness. But of course, it's fun um, and get, you know, getting to hang out and, and be with everyone all the time. So it was fun. It was a good weekend, but I did watch a lot of baseball. I was at a party on Sunday and I had like my ESPN app open oh, yeah. for, the, for the Phillies game the whole time. Yeah. No, thank goodness for our apps. I uh, I was excited because this weekend, I think sometimes some of my weekends can be really long when I'm not off on the weekend and because I work on the weekends. And so sometimes when I'm by myself back in the sports office, it can be a really long weekend. So it was kind of a long weekend for me. But the bright spot was that we got on the uh, texting back and forth about planning my trip to Philadelphia, Woo-hoo! and it will be my first time ever in the city of brotherly love. So watch we, out. yeah, watch out sometime <laughs> in July. Kayla and Ella are taking over Philly, and we'll probably, I mean, I guess we'll probably do our podcast, well, right before that or during that time. So it'll be, it'll yeah. be fun to have us together. So let's, uh, I guess, get into some of the good stuff, some of the meat and potatoes of today, huh? Let's do it. Well, to kick things off in our three-pointers, we're going to head right into the assist to bring in KFNS host and reporter from St. Louis, Hannah Yates. Hannah, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy to be here. 
Well, first, we have to thank you for joining us during a time that is definitely pure chaos for you in St. Louis. But before we dive in, can you just tell us what the city of St. Louis has been like during the Stanley Cup finals? The city hosted their first finals game the first time in 49 years on Saturday night. So has it just gone completely wild? It has been absolutely insane. I think that's the best way to put it. I've really never seen any sporting event like I did in the game last night specifically. Um, but overall, it's just, it's it's been something else. And to see this city rally behind something, especially blues hockey, has really been a treat. Well, Hannah, I think it's funny because a lot of people who maybe didn't watch this team so closely during the regular season might not know how resilient this team has been the entire year. I mean, obviously they were dead last in the league at midpoint and they have been able to do what they've done here in the postseason and talk about a guy who was able to bounce back the rookie goaltender Jordan Bennington after that questionable game three that he had he showed that he could bounce back in that game four uh, he got some help from the guys in front of him how is it important is it that they were able to hold the Bruins to not one power play goal because that's the first time the Blues have been able to do that to them in this series Right. It was it was a big factor last night. There's a lot of different things that have gone into these games. Um, but resiliency really has been the key to every series of the playoffs for the St. Louis Blues so far, especially Jordan Bennington. You know, he faced adversity, really a tough version of it for the first time being pulled. But he's been 12-2-0, bouncing back after a loss. And everyone has full confidence in him. It hasn't been a question. But the story really has been discipline. The amount of penalties that the Blues took in the first three games alone was more than they had taken in the majority of the past series combined. So uh, it was really important for them to get back um, to really their version of the game, and that's playing a disciplined game, and that's something that Blues head coach Craig Berube has preached throughout the entire season since he's taken over as head coach. Um, So I think that was a really big factor last night. Obviously, the Bruins have had an identity to have a strong power play, not just during the playoffs in this series, but during the regular season in entirety. Uh, So that was a really big key last night. That was a big point that they made publicly before they went out there and took the ice. Well, while we're still talking about resiliency, Ryan O'Reilly did something only three players had done previously, scoring in the opening minute of a Stanley Cup final game and later scored the eventual game winner of that same game. How did those early goals especially help set the tone in, 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 in that game? The Blues have played better during any game, honestly, not just in the regular series, but also in the playoffs. In every series so far, the regular season, everything has been when they've scored early. They've set that tone. And for Ryan O'Reilly to do it, I think that was actually a big difference maker as well because this has been a leader for the team. When the Blues were at their lowest point, sitting in last place in the league in January, Ryan O'Reilly was the player that was carrying them to this point to where they could even get in a potential spot to make the playoffs. Obviously, Jordan Bennington, a big part of that as well. But we've noticed that when these key players like a Ryan O'Reilly type of figure scores that that goal and becomes a tone setter, the rest of the team kind of feeds off that energy as well. So I think that was huge for him. He hasn't had a lot of goals in really the playoffs in entirety. He's kind of drained that way, but he does all the little things that people don't always notice, but he's been hungry for a goal. Well, the series tied at two apiece now and What is it going to take, because this could definitely go to seven games the way that these teams are playing, what is it going to take for St. Louis to be able to get their first Stanley Cup in franchise history? I think it's going to take resiliency. And I think that the Blues have had that experience of 
battling adversity during the regular season to where it's really helped play into their advantage at this point. And I think one of the biggest aspects of their game and really the identity of their game right now is being strong on the forecheck. And I think that's something that they've really outbattled Boston on the games that they've won. Both of those teams have really big guys and, and strong players. And so whichever team can really outmuscle and play stronger on that forecheck, I've noticed has been a difference maker in each of the games. And you saw that awful 7-2 to Blues loss. Yeah. I mean, Boston just completely manhandled them in that game. And so I think the Blues went out there and they knew that they needed to change that aspect. Well, Hannah, it has been so great talking to you. You're a rock star. I always admire people that know their stuff in hockey, truly, because it is such a hard game to learn. And it's so exciting hearing your perspective from what it's like in St. Louis, because, you know, Boston, they're used to, the city is used to good teams and they're used to being deep in a postseason and so for St. Louis Louis to have this experience and you'd be a part of it is just really so so cool. I appreciate those words very much it's been a blessing to cover this team especially this season as they've been on this run so I can't imagine this city dying down anytime soon it'll be a fun rest of the series that's for sure. People that want to oh sorry go ahead Gila. Oh yeah I just definitely wanted to say best to you because I know like covering the Stanley Cup playoffs in general is just such a different thing and I try to always tell our listeners if you aren't a hockey watcher or you don't really maybe know a lot about hockey just give it a chance because I think it's such a a different excitement in the playoffs when it comes to that. So I'm just so excited that you're able to actually be a part of that and experience it. Yeah, thank you. I mean, the game's so fast. I think the entire sport in the league in general has been growing. And I think a storyline like this, there's so many components going into it, whether it's a team or a city that's never experienced this or some of the fans that are behind it. You know, it's just a really special time. Well, Hannah, anyone that wants to follow along on your journey and your Blues coverage, where can they follow you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Hannah Ray Yates or on Instagram, the same handle. Um, And I'm also on Facebook as well. So I'm sure we'll have a lot of content going there and through all of our station outlets here in St. Louis. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Hannah. Thank you for having me, ladies. I appreciate it. All right, guys, we have an announcement to make. Blue Wire is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to save $10 on a value trial set, which includes a five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. You can get all of that for just $3 shipped right to your door. Enough with the cheap razors, guys. It's totally worth trying Harry's. Harry's has fixed shaving by combining a simple, clean design with quality and durable blades at a fair price. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. All of Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Again, make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your razor for $3. All right, let's move it right along here with our three-pointers and we're going to dive into our second topic. This is a little bit different. We haven't gone uh, this direction yet with our Press Pass podcast. So let's talk a little college baseball. And I love college baseball because it's just like any other 
sport where these guys aren't pros yet. And you really get to see these guys, the passion that they bring to the table because there's no money involved in it, right? They're all doing it to win a championship, doing it for their team. So this is one of my favorite times of the year. And the road to Omaha has now reached the Super Regionals after regional action wrapped up this past weekend. And what stood out to me, Ella, is no surprise here, but the SEC leads the way with six out of the eight teams still remaining in the hunt. Meanwhile, the once very powerful Pac-12 when it comes to college baseball sends only two of five to the next level. UCLA is the top seed, and yes, they held on with a win on Monday to reach the Super Regionals. And number two, Vandy, a team that I know very well because I cover right here in Nashville, is also moving on. Now, here's the big question for me because the Pac-12 and the and the SEC definitely have been known for their baseball in the past. And I just think, though, that like all the other sports in the Pac-12 that have kind of dwindled, at least on the men's side of things, now it's looking like baseball is kind of struggling a bit. Uh, you had Oregon State that was knocked out in their own regional. They uh, won the College World Series last year. They lost both games to be eliminated. You had Arizona State that was eliminated. You had Cal that was eliminated. And really, they were one of the te- the conferences that had the less amount of teams even reaching the NCAA tournament. I just think it's amazing, like, the shift that, I guess, college sports has taken, especially with the Pac-12 just really losing its luster and the SEC just continuing to add to their muscle. Yeah, obviously you are very familiar with Pac-12 having grown up in Washington State and then attending Washington State. And so you've seen kind of the ups and downs of that conference throughout your whole life. And I think we talked about several episodes ago, kind of the decline in football in the Mm Pac-12, right? You don't think of the Pac-12 anymore as a power conference in in college football, which is a shame because you want them to be competitive, right? You want... um the 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 five big conferences to always compete and always be chomping mm-hmm. at the bit and and that's been a shame to see the decline in the Pac-12 and I hope to see it build up again and you know transitioning to college baseball you're you're exactly right you know the SEC there's no denying that they are the powerhouse in college baseball right now obviously with Vanderbilt leading the way and I've loved watching your stories unfold throughout the Vanderbilt baseball season um And it's going to be very interesting to see what happens the rest of the way through the College Baseball World Series, right? To me, Vanderbilt seems so unstoppable. You would know that better Mm -hmm. than anyone. They seem hard to beat. And when I was doing some research, kind of digging deeper into all of these numbers and and who's moving forward and who's not, I, I when you brought up the Pac-12, I started looking into the Big Ten as well. They've sent one team to Super Regionals this year. Both the outright Big Ten champs, Indiana, and the Big Ten tournament champs, Ohio State, didn't make it. The lone wolf Mm -hmm. sitting there is Michigan. So the Big Ten also not much of a showing, you know, moving forward, just as like the the Pac-12. And again, it's just clear how powerful the SEC is in college baseball right now. Yeah, and wrapping this up really quick on that point, 
you always wonder because you think about the SEC and it's the Southern region, right? And right. you think about the ACC, which has also been successful in baseball and has put some teams in this uh, Super Regionals as well. You know, it's warmer weather mm-hmm. year round for the most part. You can get your training in earlier. You can get, I guess, better recruits because of right. that. When I think of the Big Ten especially, I mean, the Pac-12 is a little different because they have those SoCal schools. Right. But when I think of the Big Ten, I just think of cold, right? Mm-hmm. I think of cold weather. And they I think – I don't around. think – They can't. Right. I don't think of baseball right away. And that – I'm not trying to take any, you know, credit away from some of the programs, especially, you know, Ohio State who really pushed it towards the end of the season, won their conference tournament and came down here and um, played – in the Vanderbilt regional, but it just, it is what it is. And it's harder to get guys, bigger talent to come there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the college world series, but you guys should watch if you're interested in baseball at all. Cause these are a lot of young stars. A lot of them got drafted Mm -hmm. yesterday. Uh, JJ Blade fourth overall to the Miami um, uh, Marlins. And he'll, he'll be a fun one to watch. He leads the nation in home runs. So if uh, you are interested in baseball, I, I recommend watching college baseball. It's fun. You get to see some personalities. So uh, it'll be cool to see what happens. All right, Kay. Yeah. Gonna move on. NBA finals, people. This has been, it's been entertaining, right? A lot of basketball. It really has A been. lot of basketball left to play, though, especially the series tied. I don't see an end in sight right now. I, I was reading an article the other day, and it posed the question after two games in, who would your NBA Finals MVP be? And the purpose, I think, of asking that question was because there isn't one hero right now for Toronto or for Golden State. And that's what makes this so interesting. You know, on Sunday, the Warriors bench in the first half, listen to these numbers. Warriors bench in the first half put up four points. They were two for 10 with four rebounds. The Raptors bench in the first half, 19 points, eight for 14, eight rebounds. So there's really no hero right now. So I'm interested to see mm-hmm. will will Steph emerge and and take it all the way for Golden State? Will Kawhi just put the team on his back and take it all the way for Toronto? We don't know. Yeah, I think this has been fun. Um, just the NBA Finals, we've always just assumed in a lot of these series that Golden State is just going to rule the entire series. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of keeping everyone on the edge because – on any given night, we just we don't know what's going to happen. And I know, you know, we've seen Toronto show up. We've seen Golden State hold it together for the win. Now the series shifts, though, to Oakland for games three and four. And the Warriors have lost just 13 times in the regular season and playoffs combined. <laughs> That's a pretty significant number right there. Um, this is my opinion, because I know that you're going to touch on the injuries in a minute. But Toronto has to be able to get and continue to get, um, I guess, help from everybody. And because you you can see that Kawhi can score 30 plus every night, but that's not necessarily going to win you a game. So one guy that has to step up his game, especially here on the road, is the Raptors' Marc Gasol. He was really aggressive in that game one, and I liked what I saw out of him. But he has to be that way in this game three. He kind of shied away in game two a little bit. We didn't hear as much from him. With the Raptors, they're eight and one when he scores nine or one, nine or more points, I should say, 
five and six when he scores less than nine points. That is a guy oh you have to look out for that needs to make a difference. Just put up nine points, bro. I know, right? <laughs> Just push it to ten. Come on, get this double digits, man. Right, all you need is three threes. You're good. Exactly, which they need to do too. They need to shoot the ball. So yeah, I like that. But like you did say, injuries. Golden State, they have to get healthy. Clay Thompson, he's looking questionable for game three. And KD, who knows? I'm really convinced yeah. he's not playing the rest of the way. And I'm not. not I know. There's no, really I'm no with updates. you. I'm... There's no updates either. It's just kind of like. There's not. You know, it's weird. I think and... he's out, man. I, I put a Twitter question up the other day about that. Like I was like, I don't think he's coming back. And I had a lot of people say, well, then, you know, the media is saying that, that he'll be back. I'm like the media. I go, I go, you like, you can't trust national media. Right. Like national media is going to try to make it seem like he's coming back. Cause that means their ratings are going right. to stay right. right. They want him to come back. But I really, deep down inside, I don't feel like he's coming back. Um, that you also, I don't know if you heard, but Looney, I think, is completely out the rest yep. of the way. Uh, yeah, he's out. And so, because he had like some, uh, like his ribs or something, like fractured him or some crazy thing. He had like a contusion, then they found it was a fracture. So he's out. Yeah, this could, so, this could get ugly. It could get ugly. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens the rest of the way, but you, I mean, you can never count the Warriors out, no, never, even with injuries. Never, never, so. never. Well, between the Stanley Cup Finals and the NBA Finals, they have not disappointed. They've both been very, no. very entertaining. They've been, they've been fun. Well, when you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. And right now, PressPass listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use our promo code BLUE. That's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blue. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter promo code blue. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Well, okay. Thanks again to Hannah for coming in for the assist to break down some Stanley Cup finals and the craziness that is St. Louis right now. But let's go outside the lines. Kayla Anderson. Remember last week we talked about the Aaron Rodgers beer chug and then Matthew Stafford's <laughs> savage response? Oh, yeah. Well. The NFC North continued this, let's call it a chug-off, shall we? Oh, boy. The NFC North kept it going. The other night, Mitchell Trubisky and the Chicago Bears joined in on the fun at a White Sox game, so Trubisky must have been throwing out the first pitch at a White yes, Sox game. Yes, yes. his O-line come out. Oh, my And the goodness. O-line lined up in front of him while he threw out the first pitch while 
later on the cameras <laughs> went up to them in you know the oh yes they were watching the game from and they all just looked dead in the camera and chugged sl- slugged a beer and just put it down with no reaction oh. they weren't hyping people up it was and then i think the white Sox tweeted the video at aaron Rodgers. so the, the nfc north getting a little chippy in the summer months this is so funny i mean it's like Whatever they, I, I love it though. I mean, they're having fun. It's it's the summertime. It's the off season. What else is there to do but to keep their teams relevant, right? So why not? And, they're just, and it's all just to troll Aaron Rodgers. Oh, like, I know. If he threw that beer back at the Bucks game, none of this would be happening. No, but he didn't. He had the worst beer chugging performance I've ever witnessed in my life. You got, they're all just you got they're all going after you got what you deserved, Aaron Rodgers. And until you <laughs> chug a beer and prove that you can do it, this is gonna continue, bro. It's gonna continue. I love it. Uh, I love it. something that I just thought was so great was so the Pittsburgh Steelers, let's just say this, fans have had a rough time this past season with all the drama that has gone on. Yeah. But what I do have to say is I think like they have the guys that are team players now left on that team. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of those guys that I absolutely love is Juju Smith-Schuster. Love that guy. Um, yeah. I saw that he answered a kid's, not, not a lady's, but a, a young man's, request that he got on a dm on twitter he actually went to prom with a kid from a high school in pennsylvania anthony uh molinero and what happened was molinero's date supposedly broke up with him last minute i mean come on now people it's the prom and you don't break get out of here like that is so rude (laughs) i would have never done that to my prom date um, so Molinaro DM'd Schuster. I can't believe Schuster even has a DM on his Twitter because of all the problems. I know his DMs are open. Right? Of all the requests he gets. But he answered it and said, Sure, man, I'll come along with you. And they had matching turquoise suits. And Oh my god, did you see the pictures? Yes. They're adorable. I love it. I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. You know, just high school kids nowadays to deal with so much and you know, you don't know how that kid took that. He probably probably was heartbroken. And for sure. Juju to like come up big and do that was to me like huge. It just shows like what kind of a guy Juju is. And then the funniest part that I had to add in here um, was that I guess the crowd was like chanting uh, like former about the former teammate, you know, and Antonio Brown, they were like, hey, they were saying some nasty stuff about him in their chant. But I thought it was kind of funny just because obviously that is funny. Antonio Brown is no longer with them and has showed he is yeah. very selfish. Um, I want to know if um, Juju footed the bill on these turquoise. Oh, suits. I'm sure he did. Oh, he had to. He probably brought in his like yeah. his tailor to come hand make yeah. them. Weren't they like velvet too? They yeah, they were velvet. velvet. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. They went all out. They were killing it. So I just they loved it, Juju Smith. You are a winner in my books. Love it. Okay, now it is time for the knockout round. Our final thoughts on this episode of Press Pass. I just wanted again give us a shout out because it is our thirtieth episode and. You know, we've been, like in life, we've been through kind of like trials and tribulations with bringing in an audience. We don't know like exactly where this is even going in the future. We know we're going to continue to do this, but we might change up some things. 
Um, this is just what it's about. You just kind of have to do testing in, in, in the broadcasting market sometimes. And so we're still testing with our podcast. But one thing we do know is that we really, really love doing it. And we really do appreciate the loyal listeners that have sticked with us since day one, because we have gone through some changes and we're going to probably be going through more, but just shout out to them and shout out to us for sticking with it. And um, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. I am too. And again, like you said, the people that have been here since day one, when I was out with my cousins on Friday night, yeah, my cousin, shout out to you, Bean. I'll give you a shout out. He was making a point that he has been a fan since day one. I think he's listened to every word of every single episode. So you rock. Yes, you um, rock. But for those of you who are new here, click that subscribe button. Please leave a rate or review. On Instagram and Twitter at Press Pass Pod, and our personal accounts are at Ella Didge and at Kayla Anderson TV. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on our 30th episode of Press Pass. I hope you got some good. Just to 30 more. Yeah, 30 more. Hope you got some good insight. We'll probably toast to some champagne when I visit Philly in the next month. And we've got some good stuff happening. We got some cool things on the horizon. So look out for some more change, some more good stuff. But as for this week, you guys have a great week. Enjoy the sunshine and we'll see you and you'll listen to us, I should say, back here next week. Bye, guys.